Okay, so for this week's episode of Forward, we have the full CS2 team. We got Jarrell on here. I feel like I'm on the fifth. <laughs> uh, like, Wait. Oh. For Brady me, Bunch. Christy said For me, Drell's there. Oh. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> yeah, Drell's just where he is. <laughs> You're below me, Christy. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. Uh, that's not going to work. That was a Zoom fail. Brady Bunch. Yeah, I was thinking we could do, could have done like a Brady Bunch effect with this, but I guess it's not working. Um, so for this week's episode, we wanted to talk about something positive. Um, with a time where everything feels a bit weird. I think it's um, also good to bring up that we still see that marketing teams are coming together to work together, but also, um, you know, one stretch to not having a lot of resources, we're put to the test. And I think we can actually come up with some pretty inventive things. And we've seen some changes in the way marketing teams have been working together, the type of content they're putting out and so um we wanted to talk through what some of those positive pivots <laughs> have been and some of those changes that we hope sticks around post coronavirus um which i'm hoping we all get past very soon so um so yeah i i mean i can kick it off but you know i think one of the positive things that i've seen come out of during this time is just you know, something that we've talked about before, but I think people have maybe been too reluctant to doing it is um, create more inventive and engaging content. And I, I think I'm not saying no one was doing that before, but I think maybe with less resources where you can pay people to create content um, or not wanting to lean on um you know, something where it's like an ebook, I think people are realizing that in order to stick out, in order to engage with their prospects, something that feels genuine right now is not so much selling to them, but really, you know, speaking to them or engaging with them. And I think that out of that, there's been things like, you know, fun videos, um, you know, cool virtual events where different companies are coming together even support group calls, kind of like helping people, um, you know, get to market with the product quicker. And um, even just like Zoom chats like this, that companies are putting out there um, as, you know, webinars or recorded webinars. And I hope this stays mainly because they think that marketers can show off their creativity. It's content that people actually want to watch or, uh, you know, engage with. And um, yeah, so that for me, that's just one positive. Um, and I, I've seen it across our clients. I've seen it, you know, on LinkedIn when I'm scrolling through, you see some cool things. And B2B was definitely ready for that switch to more creative content, more creative experiences. And you don't need just that creative experience to be done through direct mail or an event, it can be digital. And I love that everyone's been flexing those creative muscles and creating that. Yeah, I think one thing that's interesting is like, because there are so many videos, webinars, virtual events, it's like 
forcing people a little bit outside of their comfort zone to stand out more. Cause it's like, yeah. we're being inundated with like virtual events and webinars. And it's like, if we can't join all of them. We're going to join the ones that are like sound most interesting. So I think some of the more unique ones like that are more casual meetups um, are just a little more interesting to me, I think. Yep. And in addition to creating some great content, a lot of, you know, companies are also being more lenient on how they, uh, how they, how they allow, you know, users and, and people to access their content. Um, for instance, those, those pieces of content that would have been gated, you know, normally would now be ungated, uh, you know, to be easily accessible, uh, to not have to, you know, it's just can, you know, they can access that, you know, um, when it's when it's really convenient for them without giving up a whole lot of information, uh, you know, and anything added to their anxiety of what's going on, but you know, having to put in information and they can just they have it at their fingertips. Um, and then you know, they're also being creative with the ways they're they are uh, they're sending out content to like videos now through email. Um, we just like the actual videos that you can play within the email itself and. Um, is actually making people a lot more uh, cognizant of how important becoming more digital is these days. You know, when a lot of companies have been normally doing a lot more offline events mm -hmm. um, and now realizing that, you know, going digital or being digitally sound as a team and, you know, in your efforts is, is just as important. For sure. Yeah, it I seems like... Um... Like the goal of content is to always really help the, the person consuming it, whereas it kind of got, uh, I don't want to like kind of bastardized a little bit where when it, it was forced into this lead gen thing. So instead of the, instead of the goal of content and helping people and helping them learn um, and obviously trying to influence them maybe towards a purchasing decision that would result in them purchasing your product. But obviously the first goal is to really help them um, it, it got taken away and now it had to be a lead gen tool and it has to generate this many leads and that you know, really we don't care about whether they read it we want to get their information so then we can continually market to them whereas I think we've noticed a lot more now where people instead they are now just genuinely trying to help um, their customers and potential customers with that information like these kind of I've seen a few these just zoom calls where you can just join right they just put the link out there you're not like gating it you're not putting a form on like the drills point they're not giving up their information you can just join the link um and other examples like that where really it is just because everyone's just trying to figure out like what is everyone else doing in my space you know like how is everyone else getting through this time right now what are they doing and how are they trying to keep things as, as normal as possible so that sharing of ideas and sharing of information is just, you know, that is always been the goal of content. But like I said, it kind of got taken away from that. But now it's kind of gone back to that. And people are really living by that now, I think, or at least more than they were before. Yeah. And I think if you look at, if you get a reduced budget, which some people might have, you don't have that traditional dollars to maybe put toward things that really build up your brand or, you know, do a lot of ads or, you know, you take those dollars from events, you know, just things that are going to promote your brand cost money. And so then you think, okay, what's going to bump my brand or boost my brand and definitely stick out. 
but in a way that feels very budget friendly. And I think that creating these con this content or videos, anything that's going to boost your brand or to Darrell's point, you know, ungated content, because you need your brand to still stick out. You need to educate your buyer on what your brand is and it needs to be easily readily available for them to figure that out. Um, and so I think a lot of that is um, coming out of that reduced budget. Um, even if it's not just, you know, having to pivot to digital. I feel like I'm stealing the stage here, but I feel like another one like positive thing that's come out of this is uh, marketers having to put on like a different hat, but also like work together. So hiring has been frozen for a lot of uh, teams. And so then that makes it so that some marketers have to wear like another cap and think, okay, I'm not going to be a field marketer now. I'm also, you know, going to be helping out. I'm just, everyone's kind of thinking of themselves as a general marketer. Like I need to be able to run campaigns that are digital. I need to be able to write copy. And so I, I feel like I've seen marketers just really step up and um, explore other parts of marketing, wanting to have a role in that. And also, you know, may potentially bringing in another creative, um, like, a, you know, idea to a new, to a team that maybe didn't have those perspectives before. Um, and I think, you know, post this time, um, I feel like maybe marketers are going to be a bit more well-rounded in their skills. And I think that we could all benefit from, the, from that, especially in startups where it feels like sometimes depending on what the strategy is, people might be more stretched than others, or there's, there's a skill set missing. So it makes it hard to get some things out the door. And so I really like seeing that, you know, marketers are more open to exploring other parts of marketing and really working together to get these new um, initiatives out the door. Yeah. And probably not only that, but just marketers kind of maybe like field marketers trying to to prove their value as a marketer where in a time where a lot of jobs are getting cut um, and, you know, being forced from being an in-person to maybe a remote worker, I think it's kind of making people stretch to say, okay, how can I prove my value here? Like what ideas can I bring to the table? Yeah. And I think a, a, a silver lining too, um, with everything kind of just, turning digital um, for, for everyone is that you're able to create content that you can repurpose, you know, um, like as if, like if you were to do a field event, for example, I mean, you know, people that show up to that event, they, you know, experience it. Um, but once that event is done, it's done, you know, um, as opposed to a webinar uh, or a digital event, you record it, you can, you know, host it on a landing page, you know, you can send it out as another call to action in your emails. And then, you know, you just have uh, a piece of asset that, that you can, you know, reuse over and over, over time um, to benefit your campaigns. Um, so I think that's, a, that's definitely a, a, a big win that maybe a lot of people don't necessarily realize right now, but maybe will later on. For sure. And this could be a breeding ground just to like test different messages or content 
that feels a little bit more low risk. And then maybe you can, you know, create something bigger out of that one day when you do have more of the resources. So like you said, you're creating all these presentations now, content right now, something that's educating what, you know, you can maybe do once events are happening is, you know, run that same type of content, but maybe more hands-on approach to it in like a workshop or something for your customers or prospects and, um, you know, but if something fails or didn't work out, like you don't need to include that. And so it, I think right now taking the risk to do that, um, when it feels like, you know, we have some time to test it out. And then if you want to put it into something where it feels a bit more has like beef behind it or money behind it that um then you already know that content was already well received mm -hmm. yeah you guys think that this time has made us market to people more like we want to be marketed to like seeing the more human side because like everyone's working from home like their kids are home and i feel like it's made people marketing a little more like humanized like hey we know you're at home like trying to get work done with your kids running around um like that kind for of sure thing. and i think that's a really good point actually i think it's a couple of examples where um one company instead of doing a, a, an in-person event or maybe this wasn't a replacement of an in-person event but they did a, an event where they did a cooking class with someone um, and they got everyone on the call and sent gift cards to get them some food. And then they, they all, they learned how to cook it with their, uh, I don't know if the chef was famous or not, Chrissy, you, you better tell me that one, but I think she was well known. Um, or this other company they've been doing, it's kind of like a happy hour type thing where they'll do, they'll like a cocktail making thing as part of it. Um, and then they'll do, you know, talk about whatever it is, your know, industry related topics at the, at the same time. Um, and I saw another virtual event where they had like a yoga class during the virtual event at the same time. And that, it's kind of like they're just providing these little, little things. And I, I think, yeah, people probably did some of this stuff in the past, but um, I haven't seen it as much on, on online events. And, um, and it's just, now it seems like if you're not, if you're not approaching it like well this person at home like they've got a life outside of work as well i want to try and like dig into that as well as you know this industry topic type you know content that i'm going to provide here then it seems almost weird it's like why you're, you're just forgetting this person's a human and they're not just an employee yeah it definitely feels like a little more genuine <laughs> i think yeah and i i think that it's also just great timing because I, I think what we were starting to see even before it happened is people are like, oh, the, you know, my attendance to my events is going down or I can't seem to get people to join my webinar. Um, and, but the thought around the content or the person who might attend it was like, wasn't really there, you know, like, like Charlie said, we are busy or we have lives. And if you can knock off one of those things that you would normally do anyway, anyway, and like blend it with your marketing strategy, you know, whether it's like a yoga class or working out, if that's important to people, like we only have so many hours in the day. And so going to an additional work thing just 
really stretches us a bit. So it should be one, something that can engage us or be fun or, or two, like blend into something that we would normally need to do, like put dinner on the table, like win-win, right? Um, so we've talked a lot about content. What about the execution side? Because I think we, when we were talking about this before, we were discussing how on the execution side, there's been a bit of a shift during this time um, in multiple different directions across you know, a lot of our different clients. Um, does someone want to talk about one of those, what, what we've seen? Yeah, I, I mean, Definitely, you know, people are becoming more more hands on with execution. People who on the team, team members who wouldn't normally be, um, you know, being so involved in the execution um, within their marketing automation, you know, systems, um, they're now wanting to learn, you know, hone those skills, you know, and, and learning how to build programs and, uh, you know, learning how to, you know, really get into dig into emails and and you know. Uh, put things together to where, you know, be a part of the process uh, versus just kind of sending, you know, information to the marketing ops team to kind of build things out. Um, they're, they're really, you know, getting, getting more, uh, adding to their skill sets in ways in which they probably wouldn't have done um, outside of this, you know, this situation we're kind of like forced in. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely bringing teams together, kind of making them more cohesive um and allowing other team members to also empathize with what marketing ops teams have to really go through now that they're a part of that process it's like oh this is what you guys really had to kind of deal with oh i see what i see the headache yeah. now <laughs> maybe i will abide by these slas in the future. <laughs> exactly exactly so so they feel it more now um which can you know definitely better the relationship you know going forward and in the future so should marketing ops, if people are willing to get more involved, should they hand over the keys to the rest of the team? I think it should be a shared approach, in my opinion. I think mar you know, my marketing ops should own um, the tool, for sure, um, but also opening up the gates a little bit to the team to kind of get in there and self-serve um, you know, on programs and and execute, but help them out, you know, still, you know, de definitely being a part of the Q&A process um, and tying off things and make sure everything is, is uh, correct and um, accurate before anything goes live. But enabling the team can only help, you know, in the long run and empower them to, to, to want to do more. Um, so, yeah, I think it should be more of a shared approach. I don't, I don't know if you guys agree, but. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes MOPS is like, marketing ops is, tends to want to be like totally hands-on because they're like, I need to like control every aspect of this data. Um, but I think if they, if they take time to kind of enable some of their team to do certain things, it'll end up saving them a lot of time. And it's stuff that like maybe you could easily QA and it would take a lot less time to QA than to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah, I think if you want to scale, you can't and you're a marketing ops team of one or two or three or just this it's all what you always have less marketing ops people than you need i've never seen the company have enough or too many <laughs> it's probably one out there but so, so given that context if you want to scale you have to build trust with the wider team and empower them and like Jarell said and you can definitely provide them the tools the training 
the templatization so they don't go and destroy things and, <laughs> and create you more problems than it's worth. So I think if, if that is something that people are pushing for, marketing officers definitely work to support that because if this is a change that is going to be temporary um, and we do go back to some kind of normal world someday, I think we would want, if they are willing to do a lot of their own work in these systems and do it right, then that's something that I think is going to help the company long term. And if this was the catalyst to make them want to do that, then we should take advantage of it and then enable them to then for the the remainder of time, you know, people are willing to help mobs out a little bit. I think one thing I've noticed too, and I'm not sure, and this could be why maybe it's a good time to use some of those extra resources, but I think people are having meetings right now. But I think because when you put people into an office, it's so easy to just be like, let's schedule a meeting. I think now people are really just meeting when they need to. And so they're, they're potentially feeling this like, oh, I have a few more hours back. Of course, like people are then going to use that extra time to potentially like deal with life. If you're a parent and you're trying to homeschool or whatever, you're just like, I need that extra time. But for others who maybe would normally use that time to work, they might feel like, oh, well, actually I do have some extra time. So maybe I can create my campaigns where before it was like meetings to strategize, meetings with your vendors, and then maybe you have some time, but it was way easier to just when you're not stretched to just, or when you're stretched to just send it off to someone else to do. But I think maybe now people are finding, oh, okay, I, you know, I don't have these events to plan. Let me do something. I don't have this time in a bunch of meetings. Let me do something. And at the same time, they can feel more self-sufficient, reliant, and even when they enter back into the office space. Yeah, so to wrap it up, I think you know, as a team, we wanted to just highlight there is positive things that are happening in marketing right now. Like we, I know that there's a lot of hard things happening and it's uncertain where things will go, but what's happening right now for everyone marketing is there is, some positives coming out of it where people are actually wanting to um, engage with their prospects and customers. And I think that's the biggest thing that we've noticed because you think about like content, better campaigns, people moving to creating experiences that fit their life, doing things a bit more digital. This is all things I think we've kind of talked about in the past on forward to say like, you know, Hey, B2B, let's step up and do these things. But it's now in this time of potential hardship or not having a budget or just wanting to do great marketing and take risks because we maybe can't lean on our laurels anymore or we don't feel as you know like we can um, back off we really have to think about the prospects and customers one keeping our customers and then how do we engage our current prospects so beyond this they think of us um, or we're still top of mind and so these are some of our um, ideas and things that we're seeing and I hope you know continue to stick around. All right, guys. See ya next time I'm forward. I'm forward. Forward and on. Bye. Yeah. That was a good wrap up. You tied it together.